Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Prayer House Podcast. Our mission and vision is to spread the gospel and good news to the ends of the world by building a community whose foundation is on Jesus Christ. So welcome to the family. We hope you enjoy this message. Hi, my name is Aksamathi. Like she mentioned, I am from Philly. I just want to say thank you to Prayer House for giving me this time. Uh, when Rashma first asked me to speak and uh, pray, I told her, you can put me down for prayer, but I'm not comfortable speaking. And something she told me was, you know, not everybody's meant to be a speaker, but everybody's meant to share the word of God. And, you know, I'm always talking to God and I'm always just like, God, use me for your kingdom, speak through me. But anytime there's an opportunity, I say no. And, you know, even if it's simply just sharing the word of God, I say, it's okay, somebody else will do it. But when I was debating on whether I should speak or not on prayer house, you know, a verse that came to my mind is from Luke chapter 19, verse 14. It says, I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. You know, the end of the day, it's not about you and I. It's about the glory of God. You know, yes, I might be nervous. I might be worried. But if somebody else is encouraged to share the word of God or even pray, that's all that matters. You know, we are all called for the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter 28, 18 to 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, to the very end of the age. You know, that's what Jesus commanded us to do, you know, share the word of God and go make disciples, you know. So I gave in and I told Reshma, you can put me down for May. And after a couple of days, she got back to me and she was just like, can you talk about prayer? And I said, okay. And I left it at that. But in my mind, I was so amazed because my isolation started March 12th. And, you know, my internship got suspended. I couldn't go to work. My graduation was up in the air. You know, 2020 was supposed to be my year. I was supposed to graduate from college, apply to master's, do all these great things. So the first two weeks were just so tough that I was just like, God, like, what's happening? Why am I stuck home? What, like, what is this isolation? And then I realized, you know, I could just either complain or I could use this time wisely to get closer to God. You know, so I was just like, I can build my relationship with God, especially my prayer life. So I started a journal and I called it prayers. And I just started writing down what is prayer? What does prayer mean to me? What does the Bible say about prayer? So when Rashma asked me to speak about prayer, I was just like, whoa, this is definitely God's hand, you know? Maybe just like me, there are people on the line listening that they want to work on their prayer life. You know, when we think about prayer, we tend to overthink it. You know, we like to put a structure on it. We like to make it all formal for it to be right. But there's no right way to pray, you know? God listens to our heart, and He wants to hear what we have. It doesn't. He doesn't have to be impressed by the eloquent of our speech. You know, when I was meditating on this and what I should speak, uh, the passage that came into my mind is from Luke chapter 18, 9 to 14. It's the parable about the Pharisee and the tax collector. I just want to read it out to you guys. Verse 9, to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heavens, but beat his chest and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
uh, verse 14, I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You know, in the first portion, we can see the Pharisees praying. But his prayer is all about him. You know, he's bragging about all the things that he does. He's saying, I give tenth of all I get, I fast, I do this. But even the things that he's saying that he does, he's doing just to brag brag to others. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Jesus came down to the earth to save sinners, just love all people. But throughout the New Testament, you can see that how much God despised Pharisees. I just want to point out a couple verses from Matthew chapter 23. Um, Matthew chapter 23, verse 2, it says, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Verse 3, So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. Everything they do is for people to see. Verse 23, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrite, you give tenth of your spices, men, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. Now Jesus is saying they look quote-unquote holy on the outside, but inside they're unjust and unmerciful. You know, going back to the prayer of the Pharisee, you know, if you look at his prayer, there's no element of confession in it. He's not asking God for forgiveness because he believes that he is self-righteous, that he does all this good work so he's good, that he doesn't need to ask God for forgiveness. You know, sometimes we're like that too. We just, you know, we're like, oh, I'm so good. I'm this and that, you know. But Pharisee does just not acknowledge the fact that he's a sinner just like the tax collector because of all the things he does, you know. I'm, you know, we tend to do that too. I'm not like this person. I'm not like this friend that does this, this, and that. But I go to church. I sing for God. I do all of this. But are we really living a life that's pleasing to God? You know, are we really justified? You know, in the second part, portion of the prayer, we can see the prayer of the tax collector. You know, Jesus is saying that his prayer was more precious and meaningful to God. Because back in the days, if you look in the Jewish society, tax collectors were looked down upon. In Matthew chapter um, 9, verse 10, it says, While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. Verse 11, When the Pharisees saw this, they, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with uh, tax collectors and sinners? You know, they're implying that tax collectors are sinners and they're not welcome in the society to be seated in seated with Jesus. You know, the tax collector knew where he was coming from. He knew that he was a sinner, that he was looked down upon. He was the lowest within the society, that he was nothing without God. So when he, when he prays, we can see in the scripture, it says he didn't even look up to the heavens because he knew that he needed God's mercy. You know, he acknowledged the fact that he was a sinner and asked God for, some, for his mercy. And that's why he was justified, you know. This parable gives us an evaluation of our own, our own prayer life. You know, when we approach God, are we like the Pharisee or the tax collector? You know, we aren't saved because we are good. We are saved because Jesus is. And it's through his grace that God gives us his goodness. You know, we have to be humble before God. The Pharisee and the tax collector is a common attitude we see today. You know, one man is full of pride and he considers himself a self-righteousness. Where the other one is also a sinner, but he's um, humble and he recognized himself as a sinner and asked God for forgiveness. You know, God is a merciful and just, just as God, you know, in Romans chapter 3, 
verse uh, 20 to 24, it says, The righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference between Jew and Gent Gentile, for all have sinned and fall fallen short of the glory of God, and all have justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. You know, this verse is saying we are all sinners and everybody's the same. We are only saved just because of Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, you know. Especially when we pray or when we do something for God, what is our intention? Are we singing, worshiping, um, praising for other people's approval? If that's the case, we will always be disappointed. We will never be satisfied, you know. When we pray, it should be audience for of one, not so uh, what is other people saying? I should say this and that so other people can notice. You know, God cares about what's in our heart and He knows our hearts. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, it says, When you pray, go into your rooms, close the door, and pray to your Father who's unseen. You know, Chelsea talked about this last night about the secret place. You know, Sister Angel also talked about this. You know, this is talking about a prayer life in secret where you and God should have. You know, this is very significant in our daily walk with the Lord. You know, we should have a personal time with God. You know, Jesus himself given us, gave us an example on how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, 7 to 13. I just want to read that to you guys. When you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is then how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed by your name, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. Now, I just want to break down this uh, prayer verse by verse, you know, first verse is saying our father in heaven means we are praying to our heavenly father God is our loving father and we are his children. You know, he wants us to talk to him just like how we talk to our father You know, he was our heavenly father and he showed us his mercy so we can call him about father You know in an ideal relationship at least in my case when I'm talking to my dad or when I need something I don't just go up to him and be like yo. I need this, you know, I Give him the respect that he deserves. And just like that, if I'm giving so much respect to my earthly father, how much more should we give to our heavenly father? Um, the next verse says, hallowed by thy name. means God's name is holy and special. Even though God wants us to call him our father, he's still God and he still needs to be respected and honored. Um, next verse follows. It says, let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, we are praying just as it is in heaven. Help us to live a holy life with faith, hope, and love. You know, it reminds us that we should be living the way God wants us to live. And then it says, give us this day our daily bread. It means that today, what we really need. We know we are asking God to provide for us because we love Him and we trust Him. You know, the word says daily bread. That means that indicates that we must rely on God to provide for us on a daily basis. Yes, He knows what we need, but we should still go to Him and ask Him on a daily basis. And then it says, forgive us our debts as we have forgive our debtors. You know, this part of the prayer is, is asking for forgiveness of our mistake. And we also need to forgive others of their mistakes and not hold a grudge um, toward them. In Matthew chapter 6, 14 to 15, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sin, your Father will not forgive your sins. You know, we must forgive others their sins or their mistake and then we can go to God and ask for forgiveness. It's not the other way around. If we forgive others, God will forgive us. 
the next verse it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. You know, we're born into a world of temptation. It's so easy to get caught up in sin. That's why we need to go, we need to go to God and ask him to help us every day to, you know, live in this world. And then it says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and, and the glory forever. Amen. This final verse is saying, God has all the power and the glory. He's in control of heaven and earth. You know, he deserves all the praise. You know, this prayer, I'm not saying memorize this prayer and just say it anytime you don't know what to pray. But this prayer is given by Jesus himself as an example because it has every element that he needs in a prayer. You know, when we talk to God, it should be an intimate conversation. I'm pretty sure you all have heard this example. You know, God is not our genie that we can just go up go up to him when we are in need when coronavirus is happening or when we have a test or when we need something they're like god help me god do this god do this you know we need to be in a constant relationship with god not only when we are in need you know talk to god throughout your day the good and the bad you know god knows what's best for us but at the same time we also understand when we pray and we don't see see it being answered it's not because god is not listening sometimes god is saying yes sometimes god is saying no and sometimes god is saying just wait. You know, I was talking to one of my friends about this and we were saying like we pray about all these things and sometimes we forget what we even prayed for. So we were saying like if you write down your prayer, you know, this way you can always look back and reflect on it. They're like this is what I prayed for and God gave me something better even though there was a wait. You know what I mean? This is what I prayed. God had something in store for me. Um, you know, so we should always pray with faith. Yes, prayer, um, prayer is an act of faith and it, it requires you to believe and leave it up to God at the same time you know if you're talking to God constantly he will speak to us in the Bible it says he whispers to us you know prayer isn't a ritual that depends on closing your eyes and putting on this holy mask on you know prayer doesn't have to be complicated he delights in even in the simplest words we offer to him you know I just want to conclude by encouraging everyone to use this time wisely you know as you know, this isolation, this this is the best time we have to build up that relationship that we are lacking. Yes, we are going to go back to our uh, colleges, our schools, and our workplaces and everything. But if we build a relationship now, if we get into a routine of praying to God every day and just hearing from Him, we'll be able to take that on as we continue with our daily lives. You know, before I close, I just want to add one more thing. When this isolation started, you know, God just led me to um, call up my friends and even the people that I haven't spoken to in a while. And God was just like, why don't you just catch up and then just pray with them? And I was just like, okay, that's a little weird. But the first time I did it, it, it was so nice for my friend and myself, you know. And after a couple of days, most of them got back to me and they were like, Aksa, when can we pray again? When can we do that again? You know, I just encourage you all to reach out to people you haven't talked to in a while or reach out to your families and friends and just pray with them. You know, this is the best time God has given us. So I just encourage you all to pray. And if anybody anybody out there needs prayer or needs somebody to pray with, you guys can always reach out to me. Um, I just want to say thank you to once again to Prayer House for giving me this time. Thanks for tuning in. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to keep searching God's word and listening to his voice. We'll see you again on the next one.